So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 213 for September 1st, 2019. My name is Nathan Reaton Spruth, and joining me this week is Andrew Rolla McFain. It's me. You know, I, I'm getting better at doing podcasts by myself, but I still hate it. I still hate just being the only one. I don't have anyone to bounce anything off of. It's awful. It's it's difficult. I won't, won't, uh, won't fault you on that. Yeah, it's the podcast ends up being about half as long because there's no one to bounce ideas off of. So it's just like, oh, I'm just talking to myself. There's no one here to drone on and on and on about about something. Yeah, I need to to be honest, I just need you and Parallax here and then I can just take a break, go to the bathroom, get something to eat. Yeah. And then you're still be back in come back in three hours and maybe one of us will be done on uh, done with our fucking diatribe yeah so uh what games have you played this week and where can we find you well of course uh been playing good old good old world world of warcraft classic how shitty is it uh honestly i i enjoy it that's good that's good i see i i was i had started playing about a year before i wow came out or uh before i played wow at least i had started playing final fantasy 11 and so yeah that was your that was your gig it was so like people complain they go back to wow classic and they're like oh my god it's so hard to level and i'm like fuck you you didn't (laughs) play final fantasy 11 where you had to or or everquest where you're just like Literally, the only way to level in Final Fantasy XI or EverQuest was to kill monsters. You didn't get any experience points from doing anything other than killing monsters. That's, um... Huh. Yeah, so... And that was, like, pretty much all games like that. Um, Before World of Warcraft... Uh, that's how you leveled. You just leveled by killing monsters. Star Wars Galaxies was like that. Um, Final Fantasy, EverQuest, Ultima, all of those games. So when you did quests, the quests were for items, not experience. I guess that's not so bad as long as the items you get are actually worth the time. Yeah, I mean, there there are some items which obviously aren't really worth the time, but... Uh, I just I find it funny now that people are going back to WoW Classic and being like, it's so hard to level. It takes forever, and I'm just like, oh, you guys don't even know. Um, and it uh, it does take forever though, um, and it's uh, it's like you actually have to kind of think about what you're doing. Yeah, because the, the game is is much much less handholdy. Yeah, than it's a lot WoW. more. It's a, I haven't played it, honestly, since it first released, World of Warcraft. I kind of just stayed away from it. But I do remember that there were, there were places where you just, you, if you overextend and you don't do everything in one given area, and you're like, I'm just going to move on to the next area, you could get pretty, pretty screwed oh, up you'll, by the you'll higher die. level. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I've been in the area that I'm supposed to be in, and I'll run into something that's like two levels higher than me, and it'll wreck me. Oh yeah, because it yeah, just yeah. just can't just can't defend against that. Well, and like, it... there there are no quest markers. Mm-hmm. Like, and that I like that. I think that's really neat. I I think I they like... give you don't don't they give you some quest markers? I thought they did. No. Okay. Nothing. You can't even see where quests are on the map. Nice. Like, I see. I thought I, like, I could have swore that they had that in, but maybe I'm the wrong. only the only thing you get is whenever you've completed a quest on the mini map, you get a you get a dot where the turn in point is, but you have to be close enough to see it on the mini map. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah. you can't see you can't see where new available quests are on the mini map. You can't see where you're supposed to be going. You, everything that you need to know for the quest is in the quest description, and you just have to read it. Yeah, and they'll so... always be like, it's to the north of this place. And, and you're so just you like, just... where the hell is this place? Okay, it's around this area, yeah. Yep, Let's see. That's, um, all, that's all you get. If they ever come out with a Final Fantasy XI classic, I'll play that. Um, Final Fantasy XI... Uh, I I can't really base it off of WoW uh, because I didn't play a lot of WoW, but I can say I can talk about how it's it's kind of similar to Final Fantasy XI, um, where you'll go and I, I remember vividly there was one quest for my brown belt. So the monks got white belt, they got brown belt, and then if you were good enough, you could get black belt, which was pretty awesome because the black belt nullified 50%, I think, of physical attacks. So that was really good. But it was also insanely hard to get. Anyway, uh, for the brown belt quest, you went to this guy, and he's just like, oh, I need these three items. And that's it. That's all he said was, I need these three <laughs> items. And there's like, not, one of the items was right outside uh Right outside the area that you got the quest in, you just left the town, and it's in that area. But it's in a specific place, and you have to kill a certain monster, uh, which there's elite monsters in World of Warcraft, right? That's what they're called? Yeah. Um, they're called notorious monsters in Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 11 and 14. Okay. So there's one that's called the Deadly Dodo. Uh, the spawn rate on this notorious monster is anywhere between three to five hours. <laughs> and it's not a 100% drop rate. So you had to kill the, you had to, you had to get that. And then you had to go to some random, uh, wintry tundra and kill, uh, a panther called the new in UE. And, um, Again, not a 100% drop rate. And also, the, I think the spawn time was like two to three hours. So it's a little bit less. Uh, but it was still pretty, pretty not good drop rate. And then the third one, you had to get a, a Marlboro Tentacle. And that monster, thankfully, was a 100% drop rate. But it was a 24 to 36 hour spawn. Why? So, because Final Fantasy uh, was made before World of Warcraft, basically. Like, 
it was made when EverQuest and Ultima, like they they needed you to pay for that subscription fee, and so they made everything insanely difficult. And I loved it. I I, I would literally go home on my thirty minute break from uh, work, log in just to see if that monster had spawned. So that's so weird. It's, it's, I mean, if you go back to any of those old games, they're all like that. World of Warcraft yeah, was, it, World of Warcraft was the first one to kind of make it a bit, a bit easier. It still wasn't super easy as you're, as you're learning, but it was way more casual than Final Fantasy or, or any of those older games. So what were you going to say? Uh, like, I guess, cause, uh, there are a lot of, of uh stereotypes when it comes to those old MMOs like tropes that you see mentioned in other games and and nerd based yeah. media and i guess that's where that reputation comes from yeah yeah that's just it, they're insanely difficult sometimes and i kind of like that and and that's part of the reason it's hard for me to get into any new MMOs because i'm i'm used to actually having to work for the for what i want and so when i play a new mmo and they're just like handing things to you right like everything like i played some black desert online and they just handed me so many items when i started the game and i was just like i don't like this it doesn't it 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 doesn't like give that gratification um serotonin drip that a lot of other people get when they're just handed items in games I feel like that's, I have to work for something. That's interesting because I was I was just talking about that last night with people in classic because oh, yeah? I I said I think that that's what the major difference is is there are some people who feel for some reason that if you don't suffer and work through something like that then it's not it's not worthwhile. You didn't actually you don't deserve whatever you get and that has to be something like me. that's yeah, painful yeah. well it's not that it's painful but i feel like i i feel to me that you have to you should at least put a little bit of effort into getting an item like they shouldn't just oh you killed well, three rats here's a amazing sword like right and, and and i'm just like what i want is just a constant feed of new shit oh okay okay so you see, I'm I'm more geared towards new WoW, where I don't really care how hard I have to work at it as long as I'm in, I'm encountering something new all the time. Okay. See, if they ever come out with Final Fantasy XI Classic, then we'll play that, and uh, you can die to bunny rabbits. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, yeah, which always happens to everyone. You're like. Ah, it's a bunny rabbit. I'm like six foot tall. And then you go up and it just, it mangles you. And it's amazing. I love it. And no matter what level you are in Final Fantasy XI, there's always a bunny rabbit who can destroy you. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess they made that a joke. I, I guess? I don't know. There's always like... Um, so at the beginning levels, you have normal bunny rabbits which after you get a couple levels on you can take them it's just uh they're like level four or five and you're level one 
And so you're like, I can kill it, and then you don't. But um, I know that at level 75, while I was still playing regularly, there was a notorious monster that you had to have, like, three to five level 75s there. Otherwise, he would kill you all. Just if, if you went one-on-one with it, you would die. So, I don't know. Huh. Anyway, have you played anything other than WoW Classic? Uh, well, even right now, I'm playing No Man's Sky. VR? No. Well, not, no, I'm not playing the VR right now. Uh, I haven't actually played the VR yet, and I really need to. It's um, all right. I played it. Um, it's okay. It's okay. I just have. I I need to get used to the controls and everything. It is, is there... like, is it, it like they didn't cop out, right? Like you do get to point your gun with your hand and all that. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are the menus actually... okay? The menus are all right. They're they they take a little bit of getting used to to figure out how to manage them, just because it's switching from. How I normal how I used to play to VR. Why aren't you playing yeah. VR? Uh, just laziness. I, I it it's a matter of like I play WoW so often that like moving my computer into the other room is a major inconvenience. And well, I that's actually why you, that's why you need to build a new computer. Well, I, actually, you say that. Um, I realized that the old work PCs that I stole from my last job um, are all uh, LGA 1155 sockets. Oh, so they got the 20... You can put a 2600 in there. Uh, they are not compatible with 2600s for some reason. The motherboard they, just I, won't take it. Are they? But Ivy they Forge? are 2500. Wait, what? Yep. I don't know why, but I, I was looking at the specs on... Uh, I think it was on Acer's website. And for some weird reason, they won't accept anything higher than physical quad core. Did you they look they won't the... accept logical oh. quad or logical. Uh, oh, so they don't have hyper threading. I think, yeah, the, the I think that's what it is. don't have hyper threading. Yeah. See the, the computers yeah. at my work, um, they're actually pretty okay. You can upgrade them. Um, they have, uh, 30-something, 3740, which is a four-core, four-thread processor. Uh, but you can put a Xeon, or you can put, like, the 2600K in there. So. But I've still got my 2500K from right. before I, I put your CPU in here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to throw that in there. And, um, I have a a very old uh radeon card that i think might be able to work with the power supply that's in there because it's only like a like a 300 watt power supply yeah you have to get a like a 1030 or something to put in there like you gotta get yeah something like that's pretty low, low i could power. i could get i could get something something really weak i don't know maybe the old radeon card will take it because i don't think it even requires external power then it should be it should be fine at that point. Uh, I would think so, but yeah, in that case, then I just have like a little dedicated WoW box. And yeah, because WoW my... Classic will run on. You should you should get like an old computer, like like <laughs> a nice 
2005 computer and see if WoW Classic will run on it? I don't think it will because it's not actually like, like they did more than just take the old binary and patch it to work with modern systems. Ah, that would be awesome it's, though. It would be cool if they did that or if they just made it to where they were compatible, but yeah. no, um, uh, my understanding is they, they, it's more like they took the newer engine and just retrofit all of the old assets and stuff and put them in the new engine. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because, because well, yeah, because the executable sixty four bit now. Oh, like, yeah. And I think it uses DX twelve and shit. Like, it's it's got a bunch of efficiency stuff that they've added over the years. Yeah, I would imagine they're not they're not just gonna downgrade it back to what WoW Classic was, what WoW was when it released. Well, so and so and are, like there there are there are some things that they've added in there that have made what, it. What are the plans with WoW Classic? Have they have they come? No one, no they one's haven't... for sure what their what their long term plan is. I know that they are doing it in phases, so I think that they were they just wanted to launch it at first to find out what people would actually do with it, like to see if yeah. anybody actually cared. And the response has been absolutely explosive. Oh yeah, they there's... were not expecting. <laughs> There's super long wait times and stuff. My uh my coworker was like, I wanna play I wanna play WoW Classic, but my friends wanna hang out and shit. And I was like, Well then just don't hang out with your friends. I don't know. <laughs> the Honestly, uh that's what I the do. first day. I, I got in there day one, um, and uh the people I play with said that we were gonna play on Pagel, uh, which is one of the realms. And yeah, so yeah, I yeah. went it's okay, one of the servers, yeah. I'll I'll get I'll I'll get home from work and I'll queue up on Pagel because I know there are gonna be wait times. Who boy were there wait times. There um, always are with new games or or retrofit games like this. But I was in queue for four hours. Okay. That sounds about <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I did I did manage to get in on the first day. Good job. Uh, I'm proud of you. What what did you make? I made a human warrior because I'm supposed to be the tank. I've never tanked before, and I... they're going to make me be the tank for Classic. To be fair. So that's going to be great. To be fair, being a tank's easy. I, it's it's a lot easier than, than what I imagine being a healer is. Cause oh, yeah. The closest to being a healer I've ever done in any game has been in uh, in Overwatch. And... So the even last that was time, stressful. The last time I played uh, Final Fantasy XI, I, I haven't played in in about two or three years now. I think I think no, it was four years ago I played Final Fantasy XI. Anyway, um, I was talking to a group. We were leveling up, and again with Final Fantasy, you have to level up by killing monsters. So that kind of forces you to. That that forces you to actually group up with people. So Yes. Yeah, so I I'm grouping up with these people and I'm talking to them and I was just like, Oh yeah, you know, easy peasy. If you press F like so you get six members in your party and the F buttons will target. So if you're healing somebody, uh, or you need to taunt like you need to do something to buff somebody, 
uh, you know, F1 will be you, and then two will be the second person in the line, F3, so on and so forth. Yep, that's and, how it is uh, well. And I mentioned that to somebody, or to the group, and the per- one of the people was like, wait, I leveled up healer from 1 to 75, and I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're... You kind of need like, to figure out how the game works. It's not super useful whenever you're in a in a like a raid party, but yeah, it is pretty cool that, that once you figure that out. Yeah, um, once you figure out the little tricks to make life easier. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's the you you said that it forces you to group up, and that is that is the major thing that I've noticed is different about WoW Classic, New yeah. WoW. You can do just about everything except for, well, no, no, you can do everything, um, other than I guess like the the, raids the newest the raids. Yeah. You can still do raids by yourself, really, because there's a dun- there's the dungeon finder. Mm. Okay. So you well, can you can basically put yourself into matchmaking and and go and and do content without having to like actually interact with anybody. It's yeah. essentially the same thing as playing Destiny with randos. Right, right. Um, whereas in Classic, there is none of that. You have to ask people, hey, do you want to group up? Or post in, like, trade chat or something looking for group. And yeah. that's something I've never experienced because I've only played in this more modern era of gaming where you just have a matchmaking system. And yeah, I think no. it's it's fascinating. It, it's... It's painful for somebody like me because I'm so socially awkward and and anxious, but it is really neat. And it's cool that I was like, I was going and doing a quest that was notoriously difficult to do by yourself. Uh, And another guy showed up and he was like, hey, you want a group? And then we did. And it's like, I've, I've never had that kind of organic experience. And it's something so small and so simple but it feels so weird and so satisfying so, at the same time. Like it's in, a real execution of the MMO concept that I've never experienced. So, and I don't know if it's the same in World of Warcraft as it is in Final Fantasy, but there, there's a looking for group option in Final Fantasy XI, uh, where yeah. you just you mark yourself as looking for group. And so, what had happened to me a couple times was. Uh, somebody's like, hey, man, they're they're like in a party of six people, okay? And the one of the people's like, I got to go. And the party will be like, okay, find a replacement. And so that person then has to look in the, the, the look at the people that are looking for group around your level and then message that person and be like, hey, you want to be re- my replacement for this group? And then you have to go out there and replace that person when they left. Oh, Is that- that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so that way they could keep the party going without having to everyone to quit. No, so... they more they more streamline it in at least in in modern WoW, where um, basically there's a there's an option for pre-made groups. Yeah, and that essentially means that you can create a group and mark it as looking for members, and then other people who are looking to play in a group can then search and find groups that are trying to do specific activities. Right. And you can join those sense. groups. That makes sense. Yeah, there's a. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot about like old school gaming with WoW Classic. Not 
And I think not, it's not as bad as like if you went back and played EverQuest or something like that, but still. No, but it it is really it's really fascinating just to experience how different modern game design is compared to what it was then. Yeah. And and like how a lot of it is resultant of the fact that like nobody knew how to make one of those games back then. Yeah. But it's also also that I feel that there was a degree of they had an idea on what they wanted World of Warcraft to be. And that idea has since broken down because of demands by the general public and by the community. And Classic is kind of going back to that original idea of they wanted this to be an organic world that people lived in rather than just a game that people played. Yeah, maybe yeah, I'm... I maybe maybe you are reading a little bit into it, but I think that they wanted something that resembled older like the other MMOs that were out at the time, but I think they wanted it to be easier, to be honest. I think they wanted something that was more accessible than the other super hardcore MMOs that were out at that time. And I I think that that they succeeded in that goal. They definitely succeeded to make it a lot more accessible to casual players rather than hardcore players like like myself. Yeah. So, and of course, whenever you create a game like that, you want to have people who are invested and just will keep coming back and playing over and over and over again. So um, where can we find you, by the way? <laughs> Aroa.website. It's got my... Twitch, it's got my mixer, it's got my Twitter, uh, my YouTube, all that good shit. Perfect. Uh, you can find me, Nathan Reitens Ruth, everywhere at Reeton. So I'm Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on uh, YouTube, Reeton on Mixer. Uh, you can find the podcast at Reeton Podcast on Google Play, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify. And uh, all those links are in the descriptions below. You can click the the subscribe slash follow button on any of those things. And uh, you'll see new videos and podcasts and all that jazz when they come live. Um, Just so you know, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday, I usually will be playing games on Mixer. And uh, the games I played this week, I played Life is Strange 2. Did I, did I tell you about this, Aroa? Uh, you haven't said anything about it, no. So I actually got a key for the entire game of Life is Strange 2 from Square Enix. Did you, like, email them, or you did it through Keymailer? Uh, I, so I'm on their, like, distribution press list thing, where they always just send oh. out, like, they'll send out, like, hey, it, do you, if you want a code... Uh, email us, and if we have one available and you're not a piece of shit, then we'll email you one. And usually <laughs> I get the message of, hey, no, seriously, you have like two followers. Uh, but for some reason, for Life is Strange 2, they're like, here's a key. And I was like, oh, oh okay then. So I got a key from uh, Square Enix, and so I played uh, episodes... Uh, one through four on stream, uh, Monday through Thursday last week, and it is—it's okay. I'm gonna have to—I have to do a review of it, I think, since I got the key. Uh, so I'm not gonna spoil that review, but it's like 
you pl- did you ever play Life is Strange one? I don't think you did. I've watched somebody play. Actually, no, I did play episode one and I hated it. Okay, so there are some really dark moments that are in that game, but nothing too like bad. But with Life is Strange two. Like, they just try to, like, pile on the dark moments, and then, like... That, that's the feeling I got from the trailer that I watched. And and they pile on the... I, it's a kind of a trend in games I've seen now, and TV shows, where um, instead of subtly, like, hinting at a message, it's just right there in your face. So, like, oh, well, this I, person I know is in the trailer racist. it was... Yeah, it, the trailer was just, like... Uh, Trump supporters are bad. And that was pretty much like the whole fucking thing. Right. So, um, there's, it's not bad, but I'm going to have to, you know, go on the review for that. And then, uh, on Friday night, I played Beat Saber on stream. I saw you playing that. I played through the entire movie of Shrek. So, that was okay. I didn't uh, die. What? What? No, I, I knew that that's what you were doing. I just yeah. oh, was okay. reacting facetiously. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, I played through the entire movie of Shrek, which was, I thought it would be more difficult to do Beat Saber for that long, but it it, it wasn't that bad. Like, I was fine afterwards. Wow. So, maybe my arms are getting less, you know, bad, but I was able to play through, uh, it's only... 83 minutes long but it's the entire movie and it's not it's not just you hitting the the blocks as they come by there's a lot of moments where you've got to like dodge those fake walls you know what i'm talking about and Mm -hmm. uh so you are moving around a little bit more than just standing there and waving your arms around like an idiot but uh it was good it was good i got six new followers from playing beat saber so Nice. Not, not too shabby. Um, you can um, move on. We can move on to the next, the next bit. The next bit is talking about stories. Uh, we're saving the the ranting story for last. Okay. Oh, okay. Sound, sound about right. So sure. Let's talk about LCG Entertainment. They have acquired Telltale Games, and they will revive Select Games. This is from destructoid so uh as we reported a couple what was it three or four months ago now i don't i don't remember uh telltale games the the makers of the walking dead the wolf among us uh batman they made quite a few games all similar to life is strange actually and uh yeah they, life they is went, strange was like a blatant attempt at, at aping yeah style. yeah it was uh so they went tits up uh, Telltale Games went tits up, and now they're getting revived, and they're going to, it, from from what the article is saying, it sounds like they're going to remaster, like, the Walking Dead games. Um, they're going to remaster and re-release quite a few of their games, but then they're also going to work on select titles to bring those titles back. And uh, as long as they re redo uh, The Wolf Among Us, I'm sorry, as long as they get The Wolf Among Us 2 done, then I'm happy. What about you? Mm, Are you happy about this? I'm skeptical. You're skeptical. Why? 
Be- because I I feel like it could go it could go well and maybe they'll bring back a lot of the developers of the original Telltale stuff and everything will be good uh or they'll re-release all the games with marginal graphical improvements and little else and do it just to make money and nothing will ever happen again that's probably what's going to happen to be honest they they do yeah. say that uh, they do say that they're going to release new games as well they they at least say that so we we have to assume that they're they're at least going to release like okay this one's going to make money but so we're going to release that's like, this one are they going to be good releases without <laughs> the the entire team that was involved in the first place well, for me, what I'm thinking is that um, they they probably had some games that were already made. Like, they, they had games that were already um, at least in pre-production, right? So they had a store, like a basic storyline and everything set up. So I would be surprised if they didn't at least work on those games. I would be shocked if they didn't have a base outline for what they wanted the wolf among us 2 to be like or even have that partially in development already so at least taking those games and being like okay this one's 35 percent done let's let's finish it let's get it out the door and i don't know that's that's just what i'm thinking um but i don't i don't know i this is I don't know what LCG Entertainment is. Do you know? I have never heard of them, and that's generally not a good sign. Yeah, it usually isn't. Let's. They're uh, a let's, holdings uh... company. Oof. So, Oof. yeah, generally not a good sign. It's like Vivendi buying you. It's just a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Was... Uh. So anything. Anyway, Telltale Games is is coming back, Same. baby. And getting Telltale games are getting released on on multiple different consoles. Probably, are you looking up the holdings company right now? Yeah, I want to know about them. What are you uh, finding out? Anything good? Do they hold a lot of game companies or uh, LCG Entertainment? It's defunct studio assets, trademarks, technology, and intellectual properties. So that's something. Uh, oh. Telltale itself wasn't purchased. The intellectual properties held within uh, LCG is a privately held company headquartered in Malibu with a satellite studio in Corte Madera, California. Uh, uh, Athlon Games, subsidiary of Leo Technology Holdings Limited, is a global publisher of free to play console and PC games. Oh, good. Good. Free to play games. That's what we love here at Reet Entertainment. Uh, if it gives you any hope, uh, if you go to telltale.com, they have a trailer for The Wolf Among Us, the original one, but nonetheless, The Wolf Among Us on the front and center. Well, at least so. the, wolf, the Wolf, I like The Wolf Among Us, um, but mainly because I like that. I kind of like the twisted tales, like where they they twist old fairy tales. I don't know. 
I like those. Anyway, a lot of people like that sort of thing. Yeah, that's why Once Upon a Tide became a huge hit like five years ago. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about Halo, the Master Chief Collection. Uh, still no release date, which is very upsetting. But the, they're bringing the Master Chief Collection to PC. And they're also bringing some user maps. Now, um, they had said that the official Halo Twitter account announced that there are going to be some Forge maps added. This is, of course, from TechSpot. They had apparently asked users to upload maps. And um, it said here... Some time ago, the studio announced that it would be willing to initiate a one-time copy of any maps or map types fans were willing to upload from their Xbox 360 copies of the titles using the file share feature. And so, you know, some fans, a few fans were like, sure, we'll upload our old maps that we created. Uh, So now they have 6.6 million user-created maps they're going to be bringing over to the PC (laughs) version. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, like, that's an amazing amount of of time and effort that people were just like, yeah, sure, we'll upload those. We'll upload all of our maps. And so I was expecting, like, ah, a couple hundred thousand, maybe. Nope, 6.6 million, baby. They did it. I don't know how big Microsoft servers are, but they are probably massive. <laughs> oh, they probably have so many, so many gigabytes like like three or four gigabytes. Yeah, I was gonna say maps. like, yeah, those maps probably aren't actually big at all, but they're probably hey, not. So, um, still no release date. However, when it does come out, we will have uh, access to a few maps to choose from. Ah, oh, I can't wait until that game comes out, though. Can't wait until it comes out. You know what? I can wait until it comes out. Is the Apple Card? Oh boy, we're moving right along, huh? Yeah, there's not much to talk about with the the you're, you're right, yeah. thing. So, have you did you look into the Apple Card at all? Well, you see, Nathan, uh, it's a new kind of credit card. It's created by Apple, and not a bank. Which means, as long not as you don't FD- consider Goldman Sachs to be a bank. Oh, really? There is created by Goldman Sachs. Yes, it's backed by Goldman Sachs. Oh God. Okay, I was every credit card needs an issuing bank. To create Apple Card, we needed a partner that was up for the challenge of doing something bold and innovative. Enter Goldman Sachs. This is the first consumer credit card they've issued, so they were open to doing things in a whole new way. All right, so let's move on to the next. No, um, actually, actually, looking through this card and the features that it offers, it's kind of neat. I'm not even going to hold the Goldman Sachs thing. I'm not going to get one. And I will not suggest that anyone do get one, okay? But they do have some some neat things. Uh, if you're an iPhone user, uh, Apple Card lives in your iPhone in the wallet app, and that makes all kinds of new things possible. Uh, you can sign up in no time and start using it right away with Apple Pay. For every purchase you make, you get daily cash, and it, uh, and it really is cash. So you can spend it however you want right from the iPhone. So they go on a little bit about that uh, later on. But you can also, um, I guess, on your map, 
uh, on your Maps app, it will show where you've spent money. So yeah, this... uh, my bank does that. Yeah, and so if you see a uh, mine doesn't, but if you see like a transaction that you didn't you don't recognize, you can report it, which is pretty. Neat. Yeah, simple. Simple will um, one. It will if I make a transaction using my card at a physical store, it will just mark the location where I made that purchase. Yeah. If it is an online transaction, it pinpoints the location of the business that processed the transaction. Yeah. Um, then there's also uh, like cash back. So most credit cards have like, oh, you get 1.2% cash back if you buy gas from this particular person named Jose on the side of the road. And uh, then like it'll take like a month and a half before those the points actually hit your account. And it's not cash, yeah. it's points. Uh, the Apple Card is actually, uh, this was the one thing I thought was neat. And it says here from Apple Card, when you buy something using Apple Card, you get a percentage of your purchase la, la, back in daily cash. Not a month from now, not every day, uh, but every day. There's no limit to how much you can get, and it goes right into your Apple Cash card, so you can use it just like cash. Uh, order some sneakers or send it to your bank account or put it towards your Apple Card bill. You can also pay your friend back for brunch right in the messages only iPhone gives you that flexibility. So it is very tied to iPhones. But uh, yes. the fact that, the fact that, like, say you get 3% cash back from gas, and that actually just comes as cash back that you can put back into your bank account, I think that's pretty neat, especially since it's that day, not a month from now or two months from now. Um, that uh, was the. There are also, uh, there are also no fees. Yeah, that's good. No fees. Um, n none of my credit cards have fees either. Uh, you have late fees. I do have late. Uh, yeah, I do have late fees. So Apple Card does not have late fees. That's cool. That's you cool. just continue accruing interest. <laughs> that uh, I'm, that's not a joke. That's actually what it says in the fine yeah. print. If you miss a payment, we won't charge you a late fee or apply a new high interest penalty rate. However, you will continue to accrue interest on your balance at your regular interest rate. Yeah, it does say here, um, though, that Apple Card uh, and our goal with Apple Card is to provide interest rates that are among the lowest in the industry. Among the lowest is interesting because here's the here's the thing that uh, really turns me off from Apple Card, and that is the whole interest rate thing. What uh, it seems. It seems absolutely arbitrary as to what you actually get as far as your interest rate is concerned. And they advertise uh, APRs of as low as 12.99%, but also as yeah. high as 23.99%, supposedly yeah. based on creditworthiness. My, How they so determine my... that creditworthiness is not clear because I have read multiple articles uh, talking about people who have credit scores of upwards of like it, it, near near eight hundred. Yeah, that's like and, mine's mine's about seven eighty to eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. And these people get approved for like twenty percent. That's so like because again, that's my credit card. I need to pay off. I want to pay off my credit cards. Uh, there's not. I don't owe a lot on them. I owe about a thousand on on both of my credit cards combined. 
Um, but it's at a 20% interest rate. Like yeah. it's, it's at like 23% or something, which is crazy. Because, yeah. My Amazon store card is 25. Yeah. Uh, which by the way, Bernie Sanders and Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez want to cap interest rates. I think, uh, between 12 and 15% for credit cards, which would be great. So I, I mean, I'm never going to use this, right? Like I'm not, this is, this is definitely a card for somebody who already is in that Apple ecosystem where they have, they have the iMacs, they have the iPhones and they're like, Oh, I want an Apple card because it works with my iPhone. If you like, it is something I would genuinely consider as yeah. as somebody who is very big in the Apple ecosystem. Yeah. Um, especially since my phone broke and now I have an iPhone XR. What the fuck, man? And Why? also, the, the camera doesn't work. On the XR? Yep. I have to take it to an Apple store. The back camera, uh, something's wrong with the motor that controls the aperture, I think. Oh. It's just constantly is trying to zoom in and out. That is amazing. And it's um, it's vibrating. <laughs> like, is what it looks... It looks like an effect or something, but I can feel and hear the motor trying its damnedest to do what it's trying to do, and it just can't. That is amazing. Um, like, I wonder if, I wonder if the mic will pick it up. I don't know. I don't know if it'll pick it up. I oh. can't hear it. Oh, there we go. I can hear it. Yeah. Like, that's wow, Jesus. that's amazing. Um, the Apple Card is designed to make sure you're the only one who can use it. All of the advanced security technologies of Apple Pay, Face ID, Touch ID, unique transaction codes are built right in, and the physical card has no numbers. Not on the front, not on the back, which gives you a whole new level of security. So that's kind of neat. So you're not gonna. Does it have a. a... Do you swipe it? That's. Is... I was actually about to look. I want to know if it can even be swiped, because the individual transaction things that is a, at least on physical cards, that's a feature of the chip system. Yeah, which I imagine uh, it has a chip. Like it's gonna have a it, chip. Oh, it does. But... It does have a chip. But I'm wondering um, if it but... doesn't. If it because there's still places that prefer you to slide your card. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of uh, hell. Fucking Aldi. Didn't even get the ability to process uh, credit cards until pretty recent. Aldi? You've never shopped at Aldi? I don't know. Oh, what right. That is. It's a uh, fucking. It's probably Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah. Over, yeah, yeah. Okay. Trader are. Joe's. Trader Joe's. Yeah. I don't yeah. go to Trader's, Trader Joe's, but. I... So there's a. So there. It's, it's so weird. Because, like, over. I think on the West Coast, Trader Joe's is the bargain place. See, here. Aldi is a grocery store where there are that they don't like they don't even have bags. Like if you want bags, you have to buy them. Oh, um, but most people just take the empty like storage boxes off the shelves and use those to carry their groceries out. Oh, and everything it's it's like uh, it's like if you went shopping for groceries at the dollar store almost Uh it's very, very cheap 
uh, groceries that are all from brands that you've never heard of and and don't really mean anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like they they only recently got the ability to process credit card transactions, and as far as I know, they still can't use chips. So, so um, let's let's one last. They aren't they, don't they legally have to use chips anyway? Uh, I'm going to no. read through some of this fine print, and then we'll we'll move on to the next story. It says here, uh, one, subject to credit approval, obviously. Two, some transactions may not be displayed in maps. Weird, but I guess if you're making drug deals with your Apple Pay, you don't want that on the maps, right? Uh, well, it, it's Apple- probably like if, if you don't have location at the time or something. Yeah. An Apple Cash Card is required and issued by Green Dot Bank member FDIC. If you do if you do not have an Apple Cash account, daily cash can be applied uh, by you as a credit on your statement balance. Uh, very, yeah. As you said, so, variable APRs range from twelve point nine nine percent to twenty three point nine nine percent. I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, uh, like that's you have to have the Apple or you have to use Apple Cash and have an Apple Cash card. If you want to have the cash back do anything other than be your statement balance or uh, yeah. go to your statement balance, that makes sense. Which is like At it's it's it not it's not a terrible credit card. It's really not. It's not. It's not the worst I've ever seen. I I don't like Goldman Sachs, obviously, but uh, I don't like Goldman fact- Sachs. I also don't like Mastercard. I, I don't like know why Apple. it's a Mastercard. And, and yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it something. You... This is something I would consider if I were to be in the market for a credit card, which I will eventually once I get rid of my current one. Yeah. Um, and like, because because yeah, I'm, I'm in the Apple ecosystem, and yeah. like it it it's not any worse, I guess, than most other credit cards I'm aware of. I do think it's funny uh, if you scroll. I don't know. It's like a little more than halfway down the page where it shows like it, it illustrates how you can choose how much you want to pay. And it shows you your interest rate. And it's like, if you pay $1,180, you don't get any interest as if that's something that anyone would realistically do. Yeah. Total balance, 1,682.55. Uh, so $1,682 and 55 cents. And if you pay $1,180.78, you get no interest. That is kind of hilarious, yes. <laughs> um, but let's go through. You already mentioned the one, uh, if you miss a payment, uh, you won't get interest rates. However, you or you won't get a new interest rate, but you will have to continue to pay on that previous interest rate. Uh, and then there's interest estimates are based on your posted account balance at the time of the estimate and do not include pending transactions or any other purchase you may make before the end of the billing period. Uh, software is subject to change. That's really weird. Um, uh, just it just uh, it might look different. Like they have to put that there. Yeah. Learn more about Apple Card, blah, blah, blah. Available for qualifying applicants in the United States. Issued by it does, Goldman Sachs. It does allow you to swipe. That's what that, uh, on the bottom most picture of the card that has the Goldman Sachs logo on it. Okay. That's what that gray piece down at the bottom is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. So, so. uh, 
have you seen any of the articles about the uh taking care of the apple card thing no no i've only looked at this this thing from apple so uh they recommend that you uh don't put it in to your pocket wait what um don't put it directly into your pocket because blue jeans will stain it. Um, what? Don't, don't put it into a slot in your wallet with any other cards because they may scratch the, uh, the metal or, or the plastic may rub off onto Apple card and we'll uh, discolor it. You uh-huh. don't want that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so the stupid <laughs> don't get an apple card don't get credit cards don't get credit cards people credit cards are bad and they're terrible and capitalism needs to fall how to clean your titanium apple card if your titanium apple card comes into contact with contaminants that can cause stains follow these steps Gently wipe with a soft, slightly damp, lint-free microfiber cloth. Moisten a soft microfiber cloth with isopropyl alcohol and gently wipe the card. Don't use window or household cleaners, compressed air, aerosol sprays, solvents, ammonia, or abrasives to clean your titanium apple card. Some fabrics like leather and denim might cause permanent discoloration that will not wash off. Store your titanium apple card in a wallet, pocket, or bag made of soft materials. Place your card in a slot in your wallet or billfold without touching another credit card. If two credit cards are placed in the same slot, your card could become scratched. Don't place or store your titanium Apple card near magnets. If your card is placed close to a magnetic latch on a purse or bag, the magnetic strip can become demagnetized. Don't place your titanium Apple card in a pocket or bag that contains loose change, keys, or other potentially abrasive objects. So, I just want to read you the back of something I I have. Caution! Do not store in extreme temperatures. Do not immerse in water. Do not clean with benzene, thinner, alcohol, or uh, other such solvents. I'm looking at the back of an... I'm looking at the back of an NES cartridge. (laughs) That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Hey, don't do these things that would definitely not actually harm the fucking card. Right, because it's a fucking, <laughs> it's a piece of plastic with a with a metal covering on it. Yeah, do, do Coding, all of those. That's the word. I want you. I want you to get an Apple Card and do all of those things <laughs> <laughs> and make a video and bring it to the Apple Store and go. My card's blue now. Make it better. <laughs> Did you do any of these things? No. Why would I do that? It says not to. I read it on a I, podcast. I, and then I turn to the the camera in a bag that my cohort is carrying, and I wink very obviously. <laughs> um, let's okay. Let's move on to the next story. Um, Funimation got in a bit of trouble this weekend. Because Uh-oh. there was some, I you already know about the story. Uh oh. So there's been some audio leaked where 
the the voice actors for Dragon Ball was it Dragon Ball specifically? Yeah, uh, Goku. Goku says the f word. Yeah, so I mean? and not not says, fuck. It's not fuck. It's the ooh, other one. The other one we can't say on this podcast. The other Anime one I'm company. Not going to say because Nathan will be mad. Yeah, I'll be I'll be be very distraught. Uh, anime company Funimation is currently the number one trend on Twitter. Well, not anymore. Uh, after inappropriate recording sessions were leaked online, these recording sessions included voice actors of Dragon Ball Z voice, voices of Dragon Ball Z voice actors making homophobic remarks, as well as incest and sexual jokes. The Funimation audio leaks come while the company is in the midst of a legal battle with voice actor Vic Megon, that guy, Vic. Um, who just cut ties Wait, with what? after reports of sexual misconduct. Mignogna. Vic Mignogna. That's, that's the... It remains to be seen how Funimation audio leaks may impact the company's business moving forward, especially as it seems to have upset some Japanese voice actors who have been actively tweeting about it. However... Uh, something else to consider the impact of English dubs of video games like the upcoming Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game, uh, for instance. So, I don't know the exact... Have you listened to the audio? I've listened to a couple of them. Um, my favorite is the one where Chi-Chi is fucking Gohan. But, but isn't Chi-Chi Gohan's mom? Yes. Nice. Anyway, so, yeah, it, there it, it's it's fucking all right. So it's I, I don't know if it's been like 100 percent confirmed. Um, but a lot of stuff that I've been reading has said that these recordings were from whenever the show was originally dubbed, which oh, was so a you... long ass fucking time ago, like over 20 years ago. Um. Oh God, you're right. Yes, because uh, I remember yeah, watching but... Dragon Ball. the The original Dragon Ball was in like the late '80s. Well, so this would have been this would have been Z, where so all the this was early recorded. '90s. But yeah, it would have been it would have been the '90s. Yeah, and like no shit, people are 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 saying saying the f a word as a joke and like making homophobic jokes and shit and like all right another thing incest as a joke is fine okay if you're gonna get mad about incest being used as a joke y'all better be fucking like protesting out in front of Pornhub because the front page is like 90% incest porn all right fake, so, fake incest fake incest porn well yeah but still yeah like it's a these are fictional characters Okay, yeah. it's it's and they're just doing it as a joke. Like yeah, they're and, bored and... in the recording booth, they're having a little fun. Yeah. And like I... it I it this is this is people people getting all fucking upset about this shit. Like learn learn to have a fucking sense of humor. And I know so, that that's such a cop out defense. I, so here but... let, let's back up here. Let's back up here though. So, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for just a minute. So you're you're saying, and and I know the answer by the way, and I I know this is stupid to say, so just let me say it. So the, these people get recorded making these jokes, right? 
Uh, but but yet people like you are you'll get offended over Donald Trump making jokes like this because it while, was twenty years ago. Well, and also the the point is there's a different context. This was obviously yeah. a joke where they were putting vo- they 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 were playing their characters doing these things. Um, yes, what because I'm, it was it's absurd that any of these characters would say these things. Right. But but yet when Donald Trump was was talking about it, he was admitting to sexual abuse. That's that's the difference. <laughs> is that he he literally said I will grab women and they won't do anything because I'm famous. Yeah. So the the difference Whereas is there this is the voice people. actor for Chi-Chi going ah Oh, go on. Like, <laughs> yeah. So they were, they were having fun. I don't think anything really is going to happen with this because, first off, Funimation had to have known about these voice sessions, right? Like, this isn't. Yeah, and new they, they were probably. It's not like okay. So also seeing it, seeing it like that, saying that like know about these sessions. Is and I'm not I'm not saying you did this intentionally or anything. Is you're just saying it, but I think there there might be some people who are misconstruing this to to mean that like Funimation brought these people in and and, and paid them to to go. I hate gay people. <laughs> like that's not what happened. I can guarantee fucking to you that these are outtakes that were done while they were otherwise recording. Like. Somebody was waiting for someone to come back from the bathroom or they were otherwise standing in the recording booth and they needed to blow some time and they were bored and they made a fucking couple of jokes. The the line, one of the lines that I listened to fucking has like, like they're out of character going to saying something about, no, nah, it's just a, that's nah, just a, it's, it's a, just a very, very echoey booth. No, it's fine. <laughs> Like, I, I don't remember the context of what they were saying. I could barely hear them. But, like, they're just fucking around. Yeah. Like, what? There, there's a difference between between messing around and making jokes like this and saying something that's super offensive. And I don't think that they... Their, their intention... I like to, to think of the intention of what you're saying, right? So their intention wasn't we hate gay people or we we think that this is is a good thing. It was we're making jokes and we're making each other laugh. So it it wasn't that they were sitting there and like admitting to sexual abuse or or saying that oh, I really want to watch Gohan and Chi-Chi have sex. Like it was just a joke. Deal with it, people. Like and it was 20 years ago. Like they're getting way better at deleting those from the file servers now. I don't know why they didn't delete them twenty years ago, but whatever. I I would probably have deleted those immediately if I was part of the uh, IT team. But that's just me. I am I'm surprised that they ended up like that they ended up being anywhere. Like yeah, like I don't know why anybody saved those, but. They did like well. It was probably that they were part of raw recordings because that's a typical thing 
whenever you're acting, especially in a professional environment, is they never stop taping because yeah. you might you might flub a line and they might want to like splice together the line that you that you flubbed because the first part was good along with a good read that you do later. Like, yeah, that's just a thing. So it's probably that these were just part of raw tapes that were archived and someone came across them and was listening to them and they went, oh, shit, there's this stuff. And they leaked it or like, or pretend like same thing. But potentially uh, another reason you would keep audio like that uh, or you would record everything is sometimes actors will say something um, that will then get put into the show. So yeah. like they'll just say offhandedly, like especially if it's if it was back in the day with like Robin Williams playing the genie, like just him going off script is the entire movie. So, um, yeah, it just it calm your tits. It doesn't matter. Like this this whole Funimation thing is just a joke. And I don't think I haven't heard of anyone getting fired or having any repercussions. Do you? Uh, I haven't heard of anybody having any issues other than some people are mad because the voice actor for Goku said it was the one that said the F a word. And like, they're like, Oh, he's obviously a homophobe. Whenever again, this was, this was fucking 20 years ago. And yeah. everyone used that word. Everyone used gay as an insult. It was just a thing. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Let's let's no. be fair. Like we've grown out of that. Yes. But it's it's good we, that we have, like, but, but you... this is the same this is the same fucking thing that happened with the one the director of fucking Guardians of the Galaxy, whatever that guy's name, James Gunn. Yeah. It's literally the same fucking situation. So anybody who fucking said to give James Gunn his jobs back needs to shut the fuck up because it's the but, same but goddamn here's situation. The, here's, here's the thing. People like Guardians of the Galaxy. People like Dragon Ball, you motherfucker. Why? Why do? No, I like Dragon Ball. I like Dragon Ball as well. Especially fucking like the guy who does Goku's voice is a great fucking actor. Mm-hmm. All right? I don't know who it is, but I don't know his name either. But he's he's a funny guy. Uh, I've seen him in a few like shockingly candid enough, clips on Twitter. Shockingly enough, it's a uh, Nolan North because he does every voice. <laughs> it's not Nolan. Um, that that's also the guy. The guy. The guy who did the uh, like sexually assaulted people. Um, he just Donald does Trump? Broly's voice. Oh, okay. No, he he just does Broly's voice. So. I'm so not wait, upset wait. about that. So, oh, the Vic Mignogna. Vic Mignogna. He's also a major character in Ruby. Uh, so That's a R-W-B-Y, kick- right? R-W-B-Y? Yeah. Ruby. Yeah, he's been, he's been kicked off of, of that. Good. Um, he probably won't be Broly in, uh, the, ne- in the, the game that this stemmed from. Um, yeah, some character in Bleach. I wonder what they're gonna do with um the Broly character because I think the next season, unless it's already started, the next season of Super is based around Broly. They'll just fucking recast him. So all they need like... is somebody. All they need is somebody who can sound like this. So like, 
that's that's pretty much eighty percent of all male voice actors. Are you gonna apply? I'm gonna I'm gonna fly out to Funimation Studios and I'm gonna go. Let me be the Broly. No, no, just send them a voice clip, man. Just audition. Yeah, that's what I'll. That's yep. That's what I'll do. I'll go on the Funimation's open audition page on their website and uh do it i'm actually curious do, do they do they actually have a thing like that because that'd be fucking because <laughs> you would you're like cool. damn it now i have to do it i would I, I think everyone everyone who's ever aspired to be a voice actor would want to work with funimation because like it or not they're the best dubbing company out there like i i, I know there are a lot of people who don't like dubs period but funimation has done a number of really good dubs so- so here's uh, my, my Here, Bride is a Mermaid is one of the best dubs I've ever watched. So, uh, you know, Full Metal Alchemist, I think they were done by Funimation, weren't they? Uh, yes, actually, Vic, Vic McNog is uh, Edward from Full nice. Metal Alchemist. Nice. <laughs> he does really, like, like, it's a really good dub. Like, yeah, it, it, it is. Really is. Um, but I, I don't know. There's a, there's a difference and we're, we're, switching away from the the stupid thing but um it doesn't matter lo- there are people who are like anime snobs and i can't i can't stand them they're just like you have to watch it in the original japanese otherwise you don't get the full and i'm just like i don't care i think it i think it very much depends on the studio who does the localization because yeah. even if you're watching a sub if it's from somebody who doesn't know how to translate properly and I don't just mean somebody who's not like fluent in Japanese or whatever. Translation's not just translating words from one language to another. A lot of times, especially in like visual novels and shit, and even in like comedy anime shows, uh, comedy is a really big sticking point. You have to translate the jokes and the subtleties of what's being said into something that someone in America can understand. Because if they make a reference to something from like the 1800s in Japan, no one's going to fucking understand what that joke or that reference is about. You've You've got to either find a way to explain it or you've got to just change it into something else. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite know how translations work because I've never done them, but I do know that if you if you translate directly from the Japanese to the English, it's even if you just do that, that's bad. Uh because they say their words differently than we do. Like they Well okay, if you if you throw it yeah, if you throw it through Google Translate, Google Mm -hmm. Translate basically does that. Yeah. And if you've ever tried to translate anything in Japanese to English through Google Translate You've got to like restructure the entire body so, so, of text that you're trying let, to read. Let me let me tell you, I went to Japan and that was my entire <laughs> trip. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it it does work well enough. I will say uh, when we went around Japan, um, have you have you tried the Google Translate conversation feature? I have not used that. No. Um. You say, like, you can be, like, English, and you say it, and it will translate what you said to Japanese, and then you press the Japanese button, and they can say it, and it will tra- it'll translate it to English, and it works well enough that people will know what you're saying. So, yeah. that And that's... It It was a lifesaver. Be- well, and, the, and, and the like, 70- I've played... 
I've played games in Japanese and translated them with Google Translate and yeah. have been able to work my way through it doing that. Yeah. Um, the 70-year-old lady that owned the karaoke restaurant we went to, she loved the Translate. Like, she wanted <laughs> to tell us something, and she just pointed at my phone. <laughs> I've, I've, heard, I've heard that they will actually... A lot of Japanese people will be delighted whenever they see a foreigner that's using the phone thing because they just think it's so fucking cool. Yeah, because it were, is. It's, it's fucking cool. It, it, yeah, it was. I want to go back. I want to go back next year, after after the Olympics, because next year the Tokyo Olympics. I'm not going to go back during the summer. Just yeah. not going to happen. Um, no. Anyway, that's that's pretty much our episode for today. Um, we are going to end it here with a goodbye from Andrew Rowan McFain. Goodbye from Andrew Rowan McFain. And bye from Nathan Reitensruth. We'll be back next week on Sunday the 7th, uh, 8th, 8th, Sunday the 8th. And we'll bring you another riveting uh, episode of us reading stories and yelling at people. Thank you for watching or listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye.